Hey there, I'm Ian. And I'm Rachel. And we want to welcome you to our Building Contenders podcast. Here we share messages, sermons, and our weekly conversations to equip you to contend for the kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy it. Blessings. So we had this conversation with friends of ours last night about a subject, and I just wanted to... um, And it was around the whole subject of cynicism. And I just want to read this scripture to you because it's so for us, we love encouraging you and we love uh, being encouraged as well. So this is so it's Psalm 26 and three in the Passion Translation. And it says, um, I will never lose sight of your steadfast love for me. Your faithfulness has steadied my steps. And I just, that's going to become my verse this year. I just think it's incredible um, mind shift. You know, I will never lose sight of your steadfast love for me. Um, And that that whole idea of God's faithfulness, steadiness, and how, you know, and so I was just sitting with that this morning and just um, going back, you know, as you do, like the remembering all of, the promises and all the things that I've we have been through and all the things good and bad and the Lord has been so faithful in the midst of it um so many too many to recollect but um but it was this sense you know I felt the Holy Spirit say uh there's been like a leakage of uh, like a a steady leakage of hope and it was this sense of like bleeding uh, the church, even personally, like just uh, a, like a long bleed of hope, you know, if that's makes sense. Uh, and, it, and I think what happens when, when that happens is that you can become cynical. You can, you can kind of, when you're losing hope for something, especially promises, or especially around disappointment, there's, a, there's this whole thing that become, becomes a wound and it becomes, you become cynical. And so you become even, we were just chatting last night with friends, like you become cynical around the prophetic. It's like, oh, another prophetic word. It's like being there, done that. And we... That, for me, leads to even feeling contempt towards the prophetic and towards the prophets of God, which we don't have the luxury to do um, because the prophetic is so powerful. And and I, I just thought it was really, um, like for me, there was that sense that God wants to actually plug that hole, plug that part where there's a drain of hope wherever there is a drain of you're losing hope um, through a lot of different things, I think the Lord wants to come and restore that and bring restoration of hope. Uh, Because when we're coming to a place of, if we've been waiting a long time, um, getting cynical and being cynical towards the body of Christ is just not the answer because it, it, for me, that's just, it's so unhealthy and leads down the wrong road. Um, so that's, so I think, I think it's really good to examine. Has there been like that, a slow drain of hope 
um, and I was listening to a prophet speaking uh, on just, you know, this, the, the time that we're in. And um, he, he had said there's this, he has a sense there was, it's 10 years and how you prepare different for a sprint than you do a marathon. And, you know, all the things that are shifting and moving that we thought would be done and would be all back to normal aren't and won't be. And, and I think it is knowing this, the faithfulness of God in the midst of that, that will steady our feet. It is remembering his steadfast love towards us and his promises towards us and his goodness towards us. Uh, and, and not letting hope drain, not letting that leave us because it makes us really, really vulnerable when, when we lose our hope, you know? Yeah, it, there's a contempt. Mm. Um, if you've been around me for long enough, you'll know that contempt is the original sin in the garden. It's it's mm. what you know the the serpent displayed towards God's choice of mm. um, imager and God's choice of who was going to bring the you know heaven to earth. Mm. And the contempt that the, the enemy had towards Adam and Eve is is mm-hmm. kind of like that. There are certainly times in our life where we have experienced that contempt from people, um, where they get fed up with you. You can see it in mm-hmm. marriages where mm-hmm. where people then become contemptuous towards each other. Mm-hmm. And, it's really ugly. And it's ugly. It's this it's ugly kind of... Yeah. Um, it's just glass. Are you trying to yeah. m- mitigate the reflection on your <laughs> <Yes>. glasses? <laughs> I feel like it's an ongoing thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's the it's the um, it 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 sort of like comes in quietly like that sort of cynicism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scripture says, "Despise not prophecy." One of the ways I think you despise prophecy is actually to say, "I want real prophecy." Mm. Like when are we going to get to the real prophecy? Not as <laughs> despising prophecy, just to be clear, that's not yeah. like being mature. That's being like a child, an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually saying, is this all Santa brought me? You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> is this all God can supply? Is this mm-hmm. how good, all how good you are? It all starts with this sort of like mm-hmm. contemptuous, cynical mm-hmm. thing. But what, what, one of the roots of it is comedy. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to be a buzzkill, but one of the roots of it is when we start to actually address it satirically mm-hmm. um, and start to talk about yeah. You know, we, we were in a thing recently and someone was talking about the church and experiences they had in the church. And yes, they were funny, but also I was deeply uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was offended. Well, was you offended. can say that. I don't, I don't know. think I was offended. Yeah. Um, but it's deep, deeply uncomfortable mm-hmm. about like making fun of, you know, what different. What, some, what Borny Burns said in church today, the mm-hmm. Jesus's trophy wife, you know. Um, like you can't do that. You can't have both opinions. You can't think mm-hmm. that you're amazing, but you're also a bit dim. Yeah. Um, at the same time, so mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I think it just starts with some kind of humor being introduced, mm-hmm. and then it becomes okay to laugh at. And when it's okay to laugh at, it's okay to mm-hmm. be contemptuous and cynical and yeah. all of that. So I think. Just, well, yeah. I mean, I think, and we talked about this. 
uh, before. It's like when you, you're in the company of even a married couple and the husband takes like jokes at the wife. At some point, it's like, uh, this isn't okay. I don't know what's happening right now, but that needs to stop because it's just undermining. And while it may be like hilariously funny or whatever, because we do find ourselves in the strangest spots sometimes, let's be honest, uh, we're all a bit quirky and there are funny things that happen. But I, I think when that becomes uh, like, I don't know, you know, we're making fun of the church or like we, you know, our job is to love the church. Our job yeah. is to like stand up for the church, to not dishonor her um, by telling all our flaws. And, and I just think now, I, I just think there's a tearing down that happens that leads to contempt and it leads to that whole thing. Oh, another prophecy about word for 23 or whatever that is, you know, um, because honestly, when you receive a prophetic word, there is nothing like, and as you know, Caroline says, like a word in season is like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. The proverb says <clears throat> there is nothing like it. It's life. It, yeah. It's life and breath to you. And I think if you're prepared to let that go, that's really dangerous. That's a really slippery slope to supernatural, like letting go of the supernatural. Like it's kind of a tipping point, I think, um, for all those things, you know. And I think it can happen in lots of different ways. Uh, you know, I love... I love Bill Johnson. I've got a holy <laughs> Ian is super. He's very holy. Very holy. It's, my it's actually sweater. meant to be like that. Look. It's, it's my Sunday sweater. It's very holy. <laughs> we take holy. our holiness seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bill Johnson. Um, like how he walked out not seeing Benny get healed yeah. was spectacular. Like was that amazing and such a model of grace humility and tenacity and i just i just uh i'm sure there were some discussions with god but he was like adamant you know um pursuing the goodness of god and i just i think we it is a stance we have to take even in the midst of seeing things happen that we don't want to see um, or we don't understand, or we, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's very so, good. It's, mm. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think okay. it's. Have you, uh, have you uh, <laughs> I, I think it's like it's life or death for us spiritually, honestly. I, I heard this thing, and I, I use it all the time. Is <clears throat> Because it, it described me, and it's this notion of I. Now you're all different. I realize that you guys are all <laughs> like super Christians. You're amazing. Uh, super Christians firing on all cylinders all the time, <laughs> and and get it. But the we're I've been sort of looking at our what are our, revisiting what are our core values, mm. and you know I've moved them from seven to ten. 
uh, and I've put faith, like faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith. Um, yeah. as, as one of those values because Scripture says it's impossible to please God without yeah. faith in Hebrews. Um, but yet how much I actually want to live a life without faith. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, as we travel and do what we do, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm alone. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. would rather see in the Spirit so we don't have to have faith. I think a lot of us would rather have the concrete prophetic words so that we don't have to have faith. Uh, we we don't want to do some of the hard work of figuring things out, of interpretation, of sitting and praying about the application. We don't want to do a bunch of that stuff because mm-hmm. it, requ- it will always require a leap in trusting mm-hmm. the steadfast love and faithfulness of God. I'm just reading the scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, it always will require that. It's always going to light. Like Christianity will always require you to trust God and have faith in God for even the next step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, I'm doing this Issachar thing with people trying to find out their purpose and seasons and all that kind of stuff. And, and realizing, even as I was preparing for it last month, realizing that one of the, one of the, one of the things that I don't really understand is how the nation of Israel were led by a cloud. Like they're led by a cloud during the day. And it's, it's got all these, you know, pillars, you know, pillars of smoke and mm-hmm. all, all that kind of stuff. And the worst thing I can think of to be led by is a cloud. <laughs> um, it's, you know, I've driven in clouds. I have walked yes. in clouds. I have hiked in clouds. I have, I have climbed in clouds. I've skied in clouds and it's mm-hmm. not very nice. It's just not, does not seem to be a well thought out plan. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You're putting this cloud in front of me. Where are we going? I don't know. Just follow the cloud. Yes. And what we want is we don't want to follow the cloud. We want to follow the, like the bright shining light. The map. <laughs> we want to have the map and the compass and the bright shining life on yes. the des- light on the destination. We want to know not only like we don't really want to know what the next step is we want to know what the final destination mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and we're trying to remove mm-hmm. uncertainty and we're trying to remove ambiguity and risk, we're trying to remove paradox mm-hmm. and we're trying to remove risk from all of this stuff mm-hmm. so that we don't actually make mistakes and we get a gold star that we're perfectionists <laughs> that we are heads up it was a gold star <laughs> That we're, avoid, that we're just <laughs> avoiding any conflict, that we're avoiding any of that. And the conflict mm-hmm. thing's an interesting thing, which I'll, I'll circle back to. But here we have mm-hmm. that the answer to our, the answer to our very, uh, I, anything's possible. Caroline, didn't the cloud provide shade in the desert? Sure. That's, but it was leading them. They were being led <laughs> by a cloud. I don't want to be led by a cloud. I, none of us do. I don't want yeah. to be led by the cloud of unknowing, even to quote an old mystic. Yeah. Like this is where we're at. We're in the middle in the great um, intimacy that we have with the Father, the intimacy we have with the Holy Spirit, the intimacy we have with mm-hmm. Jesus. And what we have is is this cloud of uncertainty and unknowing. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to raise up prophetic people and prophetic cultures. And the deficit is if we're trying to raise up a prophetic people and prophets and prophetic cultures mm-hmm. so that we get clarity 
we're kind of doing the wrong thing because really it's the voice of the Lord in the middle of the cloud. Ooh, that's a good word. Like that's that's really what this heart of hope mm. and prophecy is, is that I, I don't need to be out of here. I don't need to be out of this. I need to hear your voice in the middle of this uncertainty and unknowing. Mm -hmm. I need to know your voice. I need to know that you're with me. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it's not trying to hear God and mm -hmm. figure it all out so that we, we have an Excel sheet to fill out on mm -hmm. perfection. The, the, the purpose of prophecy, I think, one of the purposes of prophecy is just so we know it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The voice of a father mm -hmm. saying it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't always suit the type A driven people. <laughs> Not that we know any of those. <laughs> um, but we, uh, we, we sometimes just need to hear a voice in the wilderness. Mm. That, that makes straight crooked paths, you know. Mm. That's what we need. This is the purpose of the prophet. This is the purpose of prophecy. The purpose of the prophet is not to be a voice in the wilderness saying, it's the wilderness! <laughs> Look at it all! Wilderness! And there's people fighting and it's horrible. Look at it! It's a wilderness! No, we need prophets and prophetic yes. people that are actually yes, yes, yes. raised up to make crooked, to declare things mm -hmm. that are not as if they are and to make straight crooked mm -hmm. paths. But that's what we need. Not, to, not We don't need to get out of this. We mm -hmm. just need to hear them. Yeah. Right? One of the worst things I think we can do is get out of things too quickly mm -hmm. because they're hard. Because mm -hmm. um, we might have to come back again and do them again. <laughs> may have to come back and you know it's like putting a marathon on mile 21 mm -hmm. you know when you have five miles to run well now you've 26 miles to run because you're gonna have to do it all over again mm -hmm. so i i think when you're in the company of a father everything relaxes like yeah. everything in you knows it's gonna be all right it, it's gonna be okay you know is that the company of a father or a donkey? <laughs> An apostle. Oh, that's, a don that's the donkey anointing of apostles. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think, I think the Lord sometimes, you know, when He hides things for us, um, there there is this act of faith. I think on our part of looking and seeing His faithfulness to that point. And knowing he was faithful then, he was faithful then, he was faithful yeah. then, this won't be any different. I don't know what way it's going to look, but I know who he is because I know who his character is. And there's a, a verse, in, you know, in New Testament, you know, that, that verse, you my sheep hear my voice, they know my voice. Nah. <laughs> nah. And... The word for voice, I, I, I love it. it. It is actually one of the words for that is sound. They know my sound. They know 
they know when I'm speaking, they know. And I think of even like the whole vibration thing and all that. But it's like there's times the Lord speaks and everything settles. And you know it's him. And um, that really is my prayer for you guys, for us, that my my sheep know my sound. They know what I sound like because I am good. I am a good father. I'm a good shepherd and I love my sheep. I take care of the sheep. And um, I, I think there's just something to that. They know what, how I sound. And, and I think when we look at our lives and we've heard God's voice, we know it's him. Um, there's something in us that is able to say, okay, we can keep going because there's a there's an impartation of grace to keep going, an impartation of courage, you know, yeah. to keep going. And, uh, yeah, a dear friend of ours, you know, who's just lost his wife, like dear, dear friend, and um, he, he sent me a, a text and he said, I've learned that grace is not just a word. He's in the middle of watching his wife pass and she passed. And he said, I, I've learned that grace is not just a good teaching. He's actually learned who the person of grace is. Yeah. And... Um, and I think for all of us, that's the place, following the cloud and, you know. Here's the thing about the cloud. And I, I've, I've heard mm-hmm. preaches on the cloud by day and the fire by night and mm-hmm. heard the songs. The fire by night? What a stupid idea is that? It's like announcing the, all the enemies. <laughs> here they are. They're right here. <laughs> Like, we've all watched those movies where people are like, no, don't light a fire, they'll find us. Yeah. And then we have Yahweh himself going, here are, here are my people, come get them. Right? There's this, it's it's not, like, I think. He does that a lot, though. He does. It, he does like, that a lot. It, it's this notion that we want to be safe and God's going, nah. I, I want to. I'm not sure if safety's his priority right I now. Don't, I don't think it is. It has been for the last three. Like, people started wishing me two, three years ago, no, stay safe. I'm like, stay no. safe? No. <laughs> That's never been my priority, right? This is this yes. is supposed to be like the fire by night. Being led by the fire mm. by night and the cloud by day is not mm. protection. In, in the, it is ultimately protection. But it's protection that's actually leading you to the place of the protector himself. Mm. Like it's it's Yahweh himself. Like he's your ultimate protection. Yes. Um, so yeah. So I, I don't know. We we were in church today, and mm-hmm. um, it was really interesting. There was you know there was some some stuff happening in the in the spirit realm and. I, I'm one of these guys that sits, sits at the back and kind of watches what's happening. And the reason I do that is because there's, first of all, I like to have my back against the wall for, <laughs> for multiple trauma reasons. Um, and the other thing is I just like to say, I like to watch and see what's happening. 
Mm-hmm. And, and really during like this part of worship, there was this conflict going on. And mm-hmm. it was a conflict. I, I don't know. I don't know a better way to sort of say it, but it was this kind of conflict that was happening uh, between heaven and people. Um, and not like warfare conflict, just like, hey, it would be a really good idea mm-hmm. if, if you did this. And, and I think there was, a, there was some kind of legacy of it, you know, that, that was even present after worship. And, um, and it was what, what was happening was that people, heaven was trying to convince people to worship and make Jesus the center and not make themselves the center. Let, let, mm. let me let me explain. I, I wrote this down because it's the best revelation. I could, I'm not this smart, just to be clear. <laughs> so I wrote this down. Hello from South Africa. South Africa. So good Hallelujah. to see you. We are required in worship to be present. Mm. Not to bring the past or future into the throne room, but simply to be because he is. And it, 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 it was this sort of like encouragement is probably a nicer way to put it, but it's an encouragement. Like I, I <clears throat> like in worship, I, it was like heaven and, you know, these heavenly beings. Sorry, it feels like there's something stuck in my throat. Do you want a drink? <clears throat> Fizzy water. You told me not to drink fizzy water <laughs> ever again. It's good to keep burping. I know. I'm good. Um, it was like, you know, I am that I am, right? It's I am that, he, that I am. It, it, it's just he is present, you know, and I know that there's all sort of connotations in that, but the very mm. essence of Yahweh is that he is present in the moment and that, that he is right here, right now, that he is. And instead of like living from the past or living from the future, my concerns, my worries, the things that I know don't have grace for at the minute, mm-hmm. Um, all of all of these things going on, and the things that I've done or have happened to me or about me, or all of that, that we're bringing all of those with us into the throne room, and God saying, "No, I just want you to be here, mm-hmm. right?" And and then then I, I I I sense this is when we bring the past or future into the throne room, it becomes intercession and not worship. Which, which intercession is great. It's not a bad thing, but it, I, I, mm-hmm. I sensed that what heaven was doing was not, hey, come up here and deal with your junk. You know, come mm-hmm. here, come into the throne room and deal with your junk or deal with all that. But it was an invitation into uh, just being present with God in that moment, face to face, as Moses would have been, um, just to worship, just to be. Mm-hmm in the presence of God, just to be in the presence of God. And I wondered, like, what, is, what does that look like? Does it, like, is this, yeah. All of my ambitions, hopes, and dreams, I, um, what was the, what's the? All of my ambitions, hopes, and dreams. I have to sing a song. I surrender. I surrender. So, you know, these are great things, like bringing all these things to God are great. Mm-hmm. But it's like I'm bringing my past and my future and offering them. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like this call to a higher, like there's a, 
there's a different place. Mm-hmm. And frequently I've heard, like, we, like we, you know, we reached to this point in worship, we didn't know where to go, but it felt like there was somewhere else to go. And I think that somewhere else to go is the, is just being present mm-hmm. in and with God mm-hmm. in, in that sort of throne room place. And then, so, and I'm, again, I'm not saying intercession is a bad thing or bringing those things to God is a bad thing. Of mm-hmm. course not. But just like, what does it look like if we didn't do that and just went for King Jesus and mm-hmm. um, yeah, like just being? It is the majestic, isn't it? The true awesomeness, in the best possible sense of that word, uh, King Jesus. Majesty. Majesty. Well, Majesty. <laughs> do you remember that old? I do. I used, to sing, I used to sing that at my. Majesty. Majesty. I think there are YouTube videos of vineyard conferences <laughs> where people are doing the, like the dozy dough and all that, and, like dancing to those. That was freedom way back in those days. In the late eighties. <laughs> Dozy do. You went yeah. from majesty to dozy do. I know. I just remember. I remember <laughs> seeing that vineyard conference worship thing. It was. <laughs> yes. It was great at the time. So. <laughs> well, I just think you know. I think if we actually were aware, I think like if we fixed our eyes on Jesus, we could do vertical lifts off, lift offs. You know. <laughs> Um, I, I don't think it takes much. It just takes us to be hungry and remember he's actually in our midst. And, yeah. You know? It's good. So, so good. I love that. That was really good. Oh, thank you. You're amazing, Ian. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. You're amazing. I take full credit for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so yeah, pray for us this week. Um, that would be much appreciated. So, um, Rachel launches her dream three day dream workshop. Yes, that's gonna be. We have about 220 (laughs) 220 people registered for it. Of course, they won't all show up live, but yes, um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be good. Yeah. And there's VIP sessions afterwards, which will be amazing. Yes, keep me in prayer. Uh, so, yeah, that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you haven't registered yet, just go to mm, our somewhere. social media. It'll, it'll be on here somewhere, be on this social media yes, somewhere. I know. Um, Praise so, the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, keep your hope up. Yeah. Let the Lord fill that spot. Yeah, you, your hope can't be getting out of the cloud. Yeah, it can't. It, the hope can't be this is going to end soon, right? No, the hope has got to be who he is in the middle of it, mm-hmm. right? Like, I can remember you know, taking over the church in 2008 when I took over. That sounds like it was a coup. <laughs> I took over, which the- some people think still probably still think it was. <laughs> I took um, over the church when I, when, I, when I assumed command of the church in 2000. Oh, even that's worse. Something might cut that out and say, see, he admitted it. That's right. I know. That is so true. Uh, When I I became the senior leader of our church in 2008 there, you know, I I wanted the faith because 2008 was not Mm -hmm. the best time to 
like financially be trying to grow a that church. Was a crash, it was the whole crash thing that happened, and mm-hmm. we had made financial commitments that were honourable, um, but incredibly generous, um, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, mm. but uh, I wanted the faith to calm the storm when I think God always wanted me to have the faith to sleep in the boat. Ooh. Wow, that's good. Yeah. It's a tweetable moment right there. <laughs> I probably ruined that for Krishna. So. But it, like, honestly, yeah. I, I, I think that the, the hope can't mm-hmm. be that this is going to end. So the mm-hmm. hope has to be that you uh, can sleep that you can sleep in the midst of it, that mm. God is good. He is so good. He is so good. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's, we're not going to get to heaven and mm-hmm. be chastised for exaggerating the goodness of God. Yeah. So good. All right, lovely people. Bless you guys. We'll see you next week and core contenders. The link is, if you forget the link, then the link is on. I think it's even pinned on our Facebook page. And if you haven't joined our Facebook page yet, um, it's in an email somewhere for you. So, all right. Bless you guys. We love you. Take care. Stay strong. Stay hopeful. And please stop praying for the end of the drought in California. <laughs> the drought has ended. So, um, yeah.